Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Flesh in the scriptures. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahusha, our Savior. As we go through and learn about the difference between flesh thinking and spiritual thinking. We use the scriptures 1998 translation. You should follow along with the same translation because the other translations will confuse things. Last time we had seen that um, Yahusha was following his flesh thought, following the um, advice he received from his, you know, fellow brethren instead of going to Yahuwah. And because of that, what had happened is that um, 36 of the 3,000 died running away from the people of Ai. And uh, we went in and we looked at that Yahusha uh, was a good leader of the people of Israel, but he did have a um, carnal way of thinking about things. He was not like Moshiach. And we also learned that as brethren, we have direct access to Yahuwah. Not like back in those days, the children of Israel, they had direct access to Yahusha, the son of Nun. They didn't have access to Elohim like he did. He was the only one. He was supposed to do what it was that um, Yahuwah told him to do and have the people do so that they would succeed in taking the promised land. Now, last time, these are the questions that um, Yahusha is groveling in the dirt and, um, and this is what he says uh, to him and, and we... We read that in um, Yahusha chapter 7. So I want us to read Yahusha chapter 7. Again, turning there. <coughs> uh, chapter 7, and it's going to be um, verse 9, uh, verse 7. Chap Yahusha chapter 7, verse uh, 7. And he's groveling in the dirt all day, by the way, until evening. And then he says, he asks them these questions. Oh, Master Yahuwah, why have you brought this people over the yard and at all to give us into the hand of the Amorites, destroy us? 
You want us killed? If only we had been content to stay beyond the Yadin. So his questions were, Oh, Master Yahuwah, why have you brought this people over the Yadin at all? Well, he knew the answer to that. This is the promised land. Hmm. Why have you given us into the hands of the Amorites so they could kill us? They, they killed us. You did it. It's your fault. You allowed it to happen. Why didn't you leave us on the other side of the yard and we were content there? Why do we have to be over here? Everything's good on the other side of the yard. So, you see, these questions and accusations are coming from a flesh man's mind. So, we looked at that last time. Now, what else does Yahusha have to say to Yahuwah? He hasn't finished yet. So, let's pick it up <coughs> in verse 8. Oh, Yahuwah, what do I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? And the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land here and shall surround us and cut off our name from the earth. What then do you do for your great name? You see, you see what he's saying there. Yahushua, son of Nun, was angry at Yahuwah and actually trying to goad him by these words. Your name will be worthless if you let these things happen to your people. Don't you know that? When we ran away from the enemy, they will kill us all. Don't you care about us? We are called by your name. Don't you know that? Wow. Is all I can say. Wow. Yahusha, son of Nun, was setting a bad example for the elders to hear and to learn how he addresses Yahuwah Elohim. <coughs> Those that are the spiritual leaders are an example to those they are leading. Yahusha was teaching them to question Elohim if things go bad for them. And that was something Yahuwah would not let happen. It's a bad example of what Yahuwah wanted Yahusha to do. Now, let's find out how Yahuwah responds to this. So, Yahuwah let Yahusha speak all these words. Verse 10. And Yahuwah said to Yahusha, rise up. Why are you lying on your face? You see, there's, there's a time to be humble when you're trying to help someone like Moshe was doing because the people were doing what they were supposed to, weren't supposed to be doing. And he was trying to help them out. Because they were complaining to Yahuwah back in Numbers and Exodus. 
But here, Yahushua's the one doing something wrong, and he's going groveling on his face. The Father doesn't want us to grovel. Yahuwah doesn't want Yahushua to grovel. You see, that isn't what he wants. Groveling because things go wrong. So my question to you is, do you, you know, when things go wrong spiritually, when you're doing something spiritually, when you start getting attacked spiritually, do you go crying to the Father, praying to him, groveling about, you know, how bad you are, you know, what kind of person you are, you know, deserve this, blah, 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 and all the stuff that people probably say. I personally have never done that, but I've heard people that do actually uh, do that. And and so did Yahuwah want Yahushua to do that and to teach the elders to be doing that all day long, facing the dirt? No. No, rise up. And he says, why are you laying on your face? So, you see, Yahushua did that, son of none, because he saw Moses do it when there was a similar situation. The problem was that that's what happens, brethren, is that sometimes you're following your leader, but your leader isn't doing what you're doing and why you're doing it. You come up with your own ideas. And and that would apply to shepherds too that are over flocks that have groups of people connected to them that actually see things written in scripture in, you know, you find it in the scriptures in the New Testament. <clears throat> and they go about doing those same things thinking that, you know, this is the situation you're supposed to do that kind of a thing when it isn't what you're supposed to be doing. And that's exactly what's going on here. And so now, Yahusha is going to be told by Yahuwah what the problem is. <laughs> I'm not the problem, is what he's saying. I'm not the one that did something wrong. I didn't let you get killed. I didn't kill you. You see. Verse 11. Israel has sinned. Got it? You're the sinners. You're the problem. Not me. And they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. You understand? I told you what to do in Jericho. I gave you rules. You were supposed to follow these rules, Israel. But guess what? You didn't follow these rules. They transgressed my covenant. And he's even going to tell him how. He's going to explain everything to Yahusha and the elders who are right there. And he's going to explain it to Yahusha. And he says, and they have even 
taken some of that which is under the ban and have both stolen and deceived and also put it among their own goods. You see? <laughs> you see what's going on there? It's, they, what does he say here? And they took what was under the ban and not only have they stolen, but they deceived, right? That's what they did. They deceived you. <coughs> they deceived. They were doing it in deception. And put it among their own goods. So they stole from me. They took stuff that was the ban. They are in deception. And now they have taken possession of it. Now, here's the deal. Back there in Flesh Israel and the way things were back then. And the sons of Israel shall not be able to stand before their enemies. That is the punishment. You understand? One of you sins, you're a group. One of you sins, and Israel is going to be punished for it. They are going to turn their backs before their enemies, for they have become accursed. So, guess what? If you break my rules, if you take something you're not supposed to take, if you do something you're not supposed to do, Israel, you're going to be accursed. Meaning that if you're accursed, what happens? You don't have the blessings of Yahuwah. He's not going to bless you at all. You're in trouble. <coughs> I am not with you anymore. Wow, that's a very, very scary statement for them. They're a um, small group of people <laughs> that is all by themselves. They have no one except for themselves. And he's not going to be with them anymore. That would be a scary place for them to be in. And then what does he say? I'm going to leave you. I'm not going to help you unless there's a condition, unless you destroy that which is under the band from your midst. So now Yahusha has the truth. You see, if Yahusha, instead of just sending out people because he thought it was what they were supposed to do because they were a little puffed up and these are just a little group of people and, you know, we can take them out. Instead of following the advice of his brethren, he should have went to Yahuwah and asked him. And then Yahuwah would have told him what was going on. That someone in Israel had stolen. So that Israel was now under a curse. Because all Israel was going to be held responsible for that person and what they did. 
Now, brethren, I want you to understand that today for us, it's different. As brethren, you yourself are not held responsible for something that another believer does that's a sin. The Father doesn't curse you because a, a fellow brethren has sinned. Absolutely not. But what does happen is that as a group, as a group, if you're a part of a group and the group led by the pastor, the shepherd, the leader, whatever you want to call him, her, if the group sins because the pastor sends them into doing something they shouldn't be doing as a group, then the group will be held responsible as a group because they're continuing to sin. Um, and of course, what happens? Well, first of all, let's look at the different examples of this in the New Testament as a group. Yes. <laughs> and of course, we go to my favorite place, which talks about the groups and Yahusha, the Messiah, the son of Elohim, tells us. So as a group, we've got the church of Ephesus. And as a group, as a group, these, these people here, what they're doing as a group is Revelation chapter 2, verse 4. But I hold this against you, that you have left your first love. So remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the first works, or else I shall come to you speedily and remove your lampstand <coughs> from its place, <coughs> unless you repent. So you understand that Yahusha, son of Elohim, is letting the brethren know that as a group, uh, they're doing something wrong here. They lost their first love. And guess what? Unless they change the way they're doing things, by the time he gets and returns, they're going to lose their place as brethren. You think the father's changed? That, you know, that in the Old Testament, flesh Israel, you know, as a group, they did something wrong. The whole group was punished. But in the New Testament, just because we follow Yahusha, that the father is going to say, well, don't worry about it. Everything's covered under the blood, and it doesn't matter what you do, and I don't see it because of him, and blah, blah, blah. Lies, lies, lies. Okay? It's not the way it works. So, yes, you can be removed, blotted out from the book of life. Let's look at Sardis. The church of Sardis. And... We're going to find the church of Sardis in, in chapter 3 of Revelation. And it says, 
verse 5. He who overcomes shall be dressed in white robes. And I shall by no means blot out his names from the book of life. But I shall confess his name before my father and before his messengers. So you see, yes, Yahushua is going to be, that's what the judgment seat of Yahushua is. Separating the sheep from the goats. It's going to be blotting out the names out of the book of life that actually were in the book of life. See, inside us, their names were in the book of life because they're a part of the kingdom of heaven. And he says there in verse 1, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive. You're, you're a believer. You're part of my kingdom. But you are dead. Dead spiritually, yes. Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have not found your works complete before Elohim and we could go through all the churches there um, that were doing things they shouldn't be doing in the book of Revelation and you're going to find that as a group <laughs> those churches were all held responsible as a group because they're following their shepherd their pastor so it's the same thing there's nothing new under the sun and don't think there is. So Israel is, is going to and did suffer. And it was only 36 out of 3,000, which is a small, you know, smack on the hands. Because, you know, it's just the beginning. They're just learning. And that's the way the father does it. First, it's a little smack on the hand he does to you. He tries to get you to get your attention, which is... You know, and, and here, Yahusha, you know, he started attacking him, which happens, you know. Christians do that. They attack the father because something just doesn't go right. Well, that's not what you should do. You see, that's the flesh controlling you, not the spirit. So, let's find out. So now that Yahusha, back here in, in um, Yahusha chapter 7, now that Yahusha understands the reasoning for what is going on and what's going to happen to them unless they um, destroy what, you know, someone stole, get rid of it, get it away from them, they're in trouble. So now Yahusha knows that. So now he's listening. Yahuwah has his attention, which he'll have your attention too if you listen to him. So here's the instructions. Now, here's the instructions. And you shall be brought near in the morning according to your tribes. And it shall be that the tribe which Yahuwah takes comes according to clans, and the clan which Yahuwah takes comes by household, and the household which Yahuwah takes comes by men. So this is what Yahuwah told Yahusha to tell everyone. This is what's going to happen. We have a problem. And it is interesting, isn't it? That Yahuwah is told, Yahusha is told yeah, by uh, Yahuwah to do this. And he's also told 
that there's, you know, some bad stuff going on among the people. But um, we don't see him telling the people this. He just tells them what to do. And this is easy. They're not, he's not telling us to go, you know, fight somebody, right? <coughs> so the people had lost heart, you see. They had lost faith. <laughs> see, he wasn't going to tell them to go fight nobody because they wouldn't have done it. They had to get their faith back. They had to see for themselves something so that they would get their faith back, understand why these 36 men were killed. And so, sure, all right, you want us to do this, we'll do this, but they don't know why they're doing it yet. And so, <clears throat> and it shall be that he who is taken with that which is under the ban is burned with fire. And he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of Yahuwah, and because he has committed wickedness in Israel. So there it is. Now he tells them. First, he says, you're all going to, you know, get in groups, family groups. And then, guess what? There's someone here. This is the reason why we're having trouble is because someone's cursed us by taking something they shouldn't have. And then he says, what? He who is taken with that which is under the ban is burned with fire. He and all that he has. You understand, it was pretty tough in those days because these were the rules, the laws. And if you didn't follow them, you were going to be punished. So Yahusha rose early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes and the tribe of Yahudah was taken, and he brought the clan of Yahudah. And he took the clan, well, so this was the tribe of, um, you know, Judah. And he took the clan of Zarhites, and he brought the clan of Zarhites by men. And Zabdi was taken, and he brought his household by men. And Akan, son of Kamri, Karmai, son of Zabdi, son of Zaha, of the tribe of Yehuda was taken. So now we have the culprit. You see, Yahusha didn't know who it was, but Yahuwah told him. So everybody's setting up in their family units by their family. They knew that was an interesting thing that they did back in those days, that they knew who was with what family, very close and connected to all of their um, genealogy. So verse 19 tells us, Then Yahusha said to Akan, Now nah, I like this. This is interesting. Now nah, he doesn't yell at him or scream at him or, or any of that stuff. Uh, so what does he do? He says, My son. Now give esteem to Yahuwah Elohim of Israel and make confession to him and please declare to me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. So, see, he didn't know what had been done yet, but he now knew who 
did it. And so this is one of the things you have to acknowledge what you did, you see. And for, the, for Israel in the flesh, he had to acknowledge the sin he committed and the curse he brought upon the people, right? And, and so he did. So Akan answered Yahusha and said, truly, I have sinned against Yahuwah Elohim of Israel and this is what I did. So <clears throat> he's going to admit it. He's going to tell Yahusha what he did. When I saw among the spoil a lovely garment from Shinar and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and I took them and see they are hidden in the ground in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. So there you go. So he not only took the band, which was the things that connected to those that lived in Jericho, but he stole from Elohim by taking the silver and the gold. See, everything was going to Elohim in his treasury and nothing was to be taken by the people of Israel. So he took from the band the cursed stuff and because it was pretty looking, he liked the robe and he took from Elohim his, his gold and silver. And not only that, he knew it was wrong, so he hid it in his tent in the sand. And Yahusha sent messengers and they ran to the tent and see it was hidden in the tent with the silver under it. And they took them from the midst of the tent and brought them to Yahusha and to all the children of Israel laid them out before Yahuwah. So the sin is exposed and now they know who and now they know what happened. And then Yahusha and all Israel with him took a Khan, son of Zaha, and the silver and the garments of wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his donkeys and his sheep and his tent and all that he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. So it wasn't just in those days, in flesh Israel days, it was that the father, you know, he was the father of that family unit. Everything belonged to him, according to the law. His children, his stuff, everything belonged to him, according to the law. It was all his. So because of what he did, it was all cursed. And they took him to the Valley of Achor. The Valley of Achor. And, of course, um, Achor is... Um, means trouble, the valley of trouble. So he was brought because he was trouble <laughs> to Israel, to the valley of Achor with everything that he owned. And what does it say? And Yahusha said, why have you troubled us? See? Verse 25. Yahuwah does trouble you today. It was possible <laughs> that 
a con if he admitted his his guilt and and what he did and said he was sorry in a nice little humble way that he might get away with it you know he might be able to live that's probably what he was thinking but Yahusha Yahusha said why have you troubled us you have caused this and you see Yahusha had blamed Yahuwah Yahuwah does trouble you today. Absolutely. You're going to pay for this. Then all Israel stoned him with stones. That's right. They stoned him with stones. And they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. So everything that he had was stoned. Men and his, his himself his family they were all killed his animals everything he had so after they did that after he stone stoned and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones cleansing death of everything destruction of everything that's that's the way it works in the flesh you've got to get rid of it that's what yahoo is saying You've got to get rid of it, destroy it, so you can't use it no more. And then once you destroy it, burn it, so it's really gone. It's an example of, in, you know, the end days, the lake of fire. That's right. If you don't make it, if you're not an overcomer, if you're not found in the book of life, you're going to be destroyed in the lake of fire and never be again and never have access to anyone in the kingdom. And they raised over him a great heap of stones, which remains to this day. Then Yahuwah turned from the fierceness of his displeasure Therefore, the name of that place has been called the Valley of Achor to this day. So you see, this was a reminder. It was the beginning. It was important that Israel understood, that the elders understood, that Yahusha understood that Yahuwah had not abandoned them, that he had not allowed them to be killed, that it wasn't his fault that they failed when they went against Ai. It was their fault. And they should continue to have faith in him. And they should continue to um, follow what he tells them to do. You see, you can't have anybody in your midst that brings upon you sin because it's going to cause you to fail. Absolutely. So let's go back to uh, uh, <coughs> the book of Revelation. And I want you to read that. See, that's what happens. The book of Revelation, chapter 2. And you can, um, let's see, I want to read 
about, let's see. Pergamus. I know your works, where you dwell, where the, th the throne of Satan is, verse 13. And you hold fast to my name and did not deny the belief in me, even in the days in which Anipas, my trustworthy witness who was killed near you, where Satan dwells. But I hold a few matters against you because you have there those who adhere to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat food offered to idols and to commit whorings. So you also have those who adhere to the teachings of the Nicolaitans, which things teachings I hate. Repent or else I shall come to you speedily and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. So you see, as it tells us here, being a part of a group, if you have things that are false doctrine for us, in these days it was the ban in Israel's time, for us it's false doctrines, leaven, as we are in the Feast of Unleavened Bread right now, and leaven is the false doctrine of others. If you have false doctrine, um, in your group, then your group is going to be rejected and in trouble until you get rid of the false doctrine. Now, that being said, <clears throat> for us today, and back in those days in Flesh Israel, you notice that, um, Akan was killed. He acknowledged his sin. He said, you know, I've, I've failed Elohim. And he knew what he did was wrong. Uh, but he still died and everything with him died. That was then. That's flesh Israel. That's because that's the way it was for the flesh. The flesh is tangible stuff. If tangible stuff is messed up, you need to take that tangible stuff out. There is no not taking that person just because he said, I was sorry, you know, then let him live. That isn't the way it worked. But fortunately for us, that's that's the Torah and, and the way that flesh Israel has things happen. But for us... We have the Messiah, and the Messiah died for our sin. So, for us, <laughs> the Father isn't going to kill us, take us out, if we repent, if we change our mind, if we acknowledge our sin and turn back to, you know, what we should be doing. And then guess what? If we acknowledge our sin and we know it's wrong and we've said it's wrong and we're not going to do that anymore, the blood of Yahusha covers that sin. It's gone. But 
Also, by the way, in the book of Acts, we have two people right in the beginning, which is where we are now in, in the book of um, Yahusha and going into the promised land. In the book of Acts, you had two people that Yahuwah <clears throat> killed. And, and why, um, why were they killed? Well, they, they were killed because they lied. See, all they had to do, all you have to do is acknowledge your sin and turn from it. And, um, and these people did not do that. Ananias and his wife, <coughs> you know the story. <coughs> Ananias and his wife came up with a plan to, to lie and cheat the apostles. Now, as Kepha said to them in Acts, listen, <laughs> you didn't have to give us anything. Uh, you didn't have to give us everything. It was yours. You could do with what you want. We never said you had to give it to us. But guess what? When you came, you told us that this is all you got for this. So you lied. You said, no, this is all. But you didn't have to say that. You said, here's our, you know, offering to the group, selling the possession that we had. Here's what we want to give you um, of it. You didn't have to give us all, but you said you did. And because of that, you lied. And you didn't acknowledge it because Kepha asked him. And he continued to lie. Because Kepha said, is this what you got for your possession for selling it? Is this all you got? And he said, yes, that's all I got. It was a lie. You see, he didn't acknowledge it. So when you didn't acknowledge it, and his wife did the same thing, she had a chance also that, guess what? Yahuwah killed him. Her and him, both dead. Because they they were had access to co the covering of the blood, but they didn't acknowledge their sin, that they lied. All they had to say was, yeah, we got more. But we wanted to keep it. We're sorry. You know, we, we're not going to do that no more. That's, But you see, they didn't do that. And if they had in the New Testament, they wouldn't have died. It was because they continued to lie and let Satan whisper in their ears that they were taken out. You see. And that was at the beginning so that the people would understand that this is very dangerous stuff that Yahuwah is for real, and that Yahuwah will take you out, you know, if you lie. So make sure that you're a part of us because, you know, because you're truly a brethren. Don't try to deceive us, in other words. And so, you see, today, it doesn't work that way. 
Yahuwah does not, you know, Elohim, the Father, does not go around killing people um, because they lie about what they say to people, the brethren. It, it doesn't work that way. But what does happen for us is that if you lie and you don't acknowledge what it is that you've done wrong, then you're not covered under the blood. And when Yahushua returns to set up his kingdom, you're going to be thrown out with the goats. And guess what? Your name's going to be blotted out of the book of life. That's right. And that completes Israel in the flesh. And flesh from the scriptures. Are you following your flesh, failing at spiritual work because of it? Turn back to the Father and ask him to guide you and to get rid of any sin that you have before you approach the Father and ask him to do any works for the kingdom because you won't be allowed to do works if you have sin that has not been acknowledged and covered under the blood. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.